Welcome to the Shine Shine Geek the Shine Geek and Fast Fret podcast. Done. Well done. Okay, we're gonna use that. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Well, I'm recording exclusively on the pod track again. I'm not using Zoom, I'm not using anything else, I'm not using any software on my computer, I'm just straight to the unit. Yes, I said unit. Guffaw, as you will. Um... This is an episode of Music Breaks, and um, today we're going to talk about a another influential album <clears throat> on my own creativity. And if you guys have, you guys and gals out there have any suggestions for albums to cover or works to cover, it doesn't have to be music, it could be anything, something that you feel that I should try out, something that broke you and raised you to your next level of yourself. Send it in. I know Kevin Williams has a few. Um, today we're going to talk about, and I brought this up actually, speaking of Kevin Williams, I brought this up in, our, in the episode with Kevin Williams where we had him on. And um, <sighs> this album takes me places and has a has a um, musical maturity to it, but it also has a, it tells a story. And this is one of those albums that the more that you listen to it, and like I've said before, the lyrics is the last thing I focus on. I listen to the melody, how the, the lyrics flow, but not the lyrics themselves. I know it's it's odd for a singer to not pay attention to the lyrics, but I'm all about the feel of the song and the feel of the singing. And yes, the lyrics are important, but if you don't get that feel down, for me, it doesn't have any impact. And there's a lot of feel on here. Um, this band, which we're going to talk about, is something else. Now, I'm trying to see if there is a description of who the band is before I break who the band is or which band we're talking about they do have a wikipedia which is very interesting so this is a band from winnipeg um they are canadian they are indie they're winnipeg they're a duo and uh once the album was completed they got onto the um they open for the Pixies. Uh, the story is told very well over on the Real Debaters podcast. I can't remember what episode it is, but I'll put it in the show notes where myself and the the founder of this band, the the multi instrumentalist 
Rusty Matias, who now goes by the name of Rusty Robot, uh, he talked about, he hinted uh, in that episode of Real Debaters on the relationship and the band and some of the complexities of that duo of imaginary cities. So imaginary cities is Rusty Matias slash now Rusty Robot and Marty Sarbit. Now, Rusty, my understanding, now we're actually going to, I'm very, very curious here if it actually breaks out. Um, my understanding was that Rusty played all the instruments. However, uh, upon later inspection, and um, I went down a, as I was researching for this episode, yes, I'm the one that does the homework. Um, I was looking into it. And um, it seems very apparent that Marty might have actually contributed musically to the album. And it looks like the there was collaboration on the writing, and it was a true collaboration. I, my, my understanding originally was that Marty was the muse, and the music was written around Marty by Rusty. But I'm, I, I've seen a few performances afterwards with Marty by herself and she's on the piano, actually a very good piano player and, um, performing, uh, one of the songs off of this album, but doing it solo. And it became very clear that, man, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Marty's influence, uh, musically speaking, not just vocally, not just lyrically, but musically speaking might've been a lot deeper than originally suspected which um, I had a lot. I have a lot of respect for Marty. I think she is an incredible talent. In fact, I think she's more talented than than she's given credit for. Because everyone's always talking about Rusty Robot, and he is an incredible talent. And whatever he gets involved in, um, he's very prominent in whatever he's putting out. Uh, now he's doing solo stuff, which is great. But um, <clears throat> you pair him with someone at the level of Marty, uh, Marty Sarbit, and you're going to see that magic comes out of it. She has a an amazing voice, has a very retro feel to it. Um, it, it feels like, like old jazz singers, and, and I this is probably not the right comparisons, but, you know, we're talking about, like, the singers of the, the 60s that had... Uh, like Nina, like Nina Simone, like those types of singers. And I'm not saying she sounds like Nina Simone specifically. Um, very similar to um, the singer, the female singer in Squirrel Nut Zippers versus the male singer. She sounds very much like the female singer of that group. What's that you say? Oh man, no way. If you're not familiar with the Squirrel Nut Zippers, do yourself a favor. They are phenomenal. They do swing, uh, but old schooly swing. But um, Marty's voice is phenomenal. The lyrics on here 
See, this is why this album has resonance for me because the music and the vocal, not the lyric, but the music and the vocal is very touching and uh, has a lot of impact on its own, just on its own. But then you get around to multiple listens and then you're starting to hear some of the lyrics and they're impactful, but then you actually sit down and, and, and read the lyrics and then I started going back and watching some of the music videos because they, they, they did a number of music videos. Um, and then you're, you're, you're really seeing a depth. And after speaking with Rusty, I, I, I'm seeing some parallels. And I don't, want to, I don't want to make any assumptions on their collabor, collaboratorship. There, there I am making up words again. Um, their collaboration was, I, I don't want to look behind the veil or behind the curtain on the collaboration, but suffice to say that I doubt that we would see um, a return to imaginary cities. Um, as it says on the Wikipedia page, um, after imaginary cities is when uh, Rusty um, was in the hospital for a period of time with uh, alcoholism-related liver disease. Um, and it took a long time for him to, to get out of that. He was in a really bad place and it came at the tail end of imaginary cities. So you could see a correlation there, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, I'm glad Rusty made it through. I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad he survived because, uh, the stuff he's been putting out on his own as Rusty Robot is actually quite phenomenal. I just wish that we could see more. Uh, from Marty as well. And I've listened to her post stuff. Um, she has a band called Lana. Oh God, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Lana K, I believe. Um, damn it. Lana K, I believe is what it is. L-A-N-I-K-I. Uh, Rusty, uh, on the other hand, um, he, he's done a lot, uh, on his own. Like he was also part of the waking eyes. He's, um, he collaborated with the weaker thans, the sheepdogs. He's done a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff. But anyway, let's, let's get into this. So the, the weird thing about, uh, about this album is that I had no idea who they were. They were completely off my radar. I might have heard Hummingbird, potentially, um, on the radio, because at the time, I was listening to... Um, I was listening to a lot of indie radio, as in college radio, as in real radio, not the 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 pablum that gets pushed on you by the the main radio stations, but I'm talking about real radio, college radio. It's the only radio that matters in my opinion, that and the podcast that we put out me and my cohorts and my brethren within our, um, within our podcast community. So 
as I mentioned before multiple times, I discovered them. They opened for the Pixies. Pixies is probably my favorite band of all time. I pull a lot of inspiration from them. And so does Rusty. to perhaps get an opening slot opening for them uh, in Winnipeg because very often when bands go on tour they'll have an opening band and then they'll have a local band which is the first band up the band that nobody watches generally and I think they petitioned for that and what ended up happening they ended up opening for them for a whole bunch of dates Uh, I guess the Pixies liked them that much I don't know I'd like to delve into Rusty's relationship with Frank Black, or Francis Black, or Black Francis, whatever, the head of the Pixies. But anyway, um, don't worry, there'll be an episode on the Pixies, trust me. But anyway, so uh, Hummingbird, I think, was my introduction. So let's just play that right now. Hear her through the trees. 
after I saw them, so we're there sitting um, in this theater waiting for the Pixies to come on and this band comes out and this is my dream show I wanted to see. My wife and I, my wife said, this is a show that you have to see. This is you know number one on your bucket list. You have to buy tickets. We bought tickets. We saw them and we're all excited and I could care less about who the, op- who the opening band is. However, I always uh, provide grace to the opening band and I make sure that I do see them because I think it's important to support the opening band because that, how else are you going to discover new music? And they came on and I believe they played this song called Ride This Out. Just another one of those nights I needed Staying up late one more time to piece it All together now, all together now I'm gonna ride this out Breaking my back trying to defeat it Nobody can read in me but I'm depleted All together now, all together now I'm gonna ride This song comes on, and they play another one. And, and honestly, I, I can't remember um, what else they played, second or the order or anything. It was still a flash. Here I am discovering this band for the first time. They open with an amazing song, which is incredibly impactful. 
and then the next song and the next song. And then I think third song in my wife and I look at each other going, we have to buy this CD. We have to buy that. We have to find out who this is. I think we wrote it down right then and there. Cause they said who they were at some point. And I'm like, this is, I, this is next level. I've never heard anything like this before. And I doubt I'll ever hear anything this fantastic again. It was just phenomenal. So literally after the set had finished, we went out to the lobby, went to the merch booth and bought the CD right then and there. And then the Pixies came on and, and this was the Doolittle 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary, whatever that tour was called, uh, when Kim Deal was still in the band and it was, it was phenomenal, but lingering at the back of my head was I can't wait to go home and listen to the CD <laughs> I bought of the, uh, that, that we bought of the imaginary cities. It was, it was phenomenal. So I, I went back, looked into who they were again. I, I didn't know who they were in any way, shape or form. I didn't know who was in the band. I thought they were a full band. I didn't realize they were a duo that last minute had to come up with a band to back them up on a worldwide tour or a Canadian tour. At least I think they ended up playing additional dates later with the Pixies. But, like, who is this? And then I see the name. The name doesn't ring a bell. Rusty Matias. Rusty Matias. Who is this? Lo and behold, afterwards, I realized that Rusty Matias used to play in a band called The Waking Eyes. I'm like, of course I've heard The Waking Eyes. I've listened to them on college radio or university radio, as we call it up here. Uh, and I'm like, I'd heard them before. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So then... Um, I don't think there was a wiki page anywhere near that, but I started looking around and asking around and asking if people knew who this guy was. And then I started looking uh, on this guy's discography and then like realizing that, holy shit, he was, you know, he was a resident of the scene. He was very important in the scene and he was part of a lot of big bands and he had this way to, as a songwriter to, to capture the catchiest, um, melodies. And, get the CD and I look at the credits and I'm like, God damn it. Like, did he write everything on here? Like, or he, did he play all the instruments? I'm like, Oh my God. Like that's actually him on the drums. That's him on the bass. It's him on the keyboard. It's him on the guitar. And then re-listening back to the album and realizing just how talented the man is. And at first, I mean, I was like, I, I loved Marty singing and it was really great. But then I was like, I can't believe like, this is like when Dave Grohl put out the first Foo Fighters album which is still the best Foo Fighters album, in my opinion. Nobody's can change my mind on that because it was all Dave. It was a passion project. He did it. To me, it was just phenomenal. And I really love that album. Subsequently, they, I don't know, I, I'm not, a, I, I lost interest in the Foo Fighters, every album that they put out, they just seemed, 
I don't know. But anyway, I have a mad respect for Dave Grohl, but I'm not a Foo Fighters fan, except for that first album. But then I started looking at other people that had done the same thing when uh, Lenny Kravitz, um, uh, what the hell album was that? I had Mama set on it. He he played all the instruments on that album as well, except for the horns. He didn't play the horns, and he had um, Slash from Guns N' Roses come in and, and and play guitar on on one song or maybe two songs. And I've always been enamored with that because my own self in 2000, I had done an album where I played the majority of the instruments on it and brought my brother in to 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 punch in a few things where I just couldn't cut the mustard. And I always had a, a mad respect for, for people who could do that and who could, you know, who could record entirely on their own, you know, and, 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 and do an album entirely on their own. Like, it's an amazing feat. And, and sometimes when you're recording on your own like that, like when I did, there's a focus that, that doesn't sway. Like it doesn't, it doesn't bend. And if you have a vision for what the album is meant to be and, and a tonal quality to, uh, what it's meant to be. And I don't mean tone is in sound, but I mean, tone is in lyrically speaking or mood speaking. And it's supposed to evoke a certain thing. Uh, my out, my soul album, my 2000 soul album was, was, it was entirely in that vein. It was meant to, um, tell a story of, 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 of this woman who had who had lost herself and was being uh, attacked not attacked physically but being attacked emotionally from multiple sides and, and trying to just cope and I, I, I'm not just realizing this now but <clears throat> there's direct correlation in here Marnie is heartbroken she's in love but she's heartbroken at the same time and there's something going on from a story perspective, the reason this album holds together so well is it is telling a story and you can literally go through the words, but you can feel it in the songs. There's a melancholy. You have the happy songs. They're not truly happy. There's a melancholy to it. There's a, there's an underlying tone of sadness, which you see very much in, in Swedish music, bands like ABBA and, and, um, Ace of Bass and, and and those types of bands, like even though they're you know super poppy and stuff, there's always that underlying air of sadness um, in the chord choices they use and, and and the use of minor chords and how they pull out a, a sadness, even though it's a poppy ditty. You know, there's just sadness underneath, and if you really delve into the structure of the lyrics of those songs, they're not truly happy. And you can tell that this album feels like a relationship that's tentative. It's on eggshells. And there's moments of absolute color and beauty. But there's always that lingering. But what, what's going to happen if it breaks? And it's just colored over this album like crazy. The other song worth playing here which I just recently saw the video for. And um, I am not going to lie, I cried. I watched it and I was like, oh my God, I I didn't, I, I had trouble figuring out what the song was about. And the video just pushed, pushed awareness 
of of the song. So uh, the song is called "Say You," um, which was a, I don't know. I think everything was a single in the stand album. But anyway, here's a "Say You." I went out into the darkness. Darkness turned to light. And when I found my freedom, he said that freedom was in mine. I crossed the mighty ocean to watch you from afar. I climbed the highest mountain to see just where you are. Say you.
and then we're back. All right, so there's a lot of great songs on here. Um, I I don't I, I want to play something next, but I, I'm not really sure where I want to go. Um. God, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know which which song to pick. Let's see. I'm I'm just looking lyrically at these, and maybe I can. All right. I think I want this this song. I think. This was one of my my wife's favorite songs, so we're we're gonna put this one next. It's called Manitoba Vasa Nova, and even though it's light and airy and fun, again, there's something in the lyrics. There's that melancholy. There's that something there that's makes you sad. Here's Manitoba Vasa Nova.
the next song I'm gonna play. I, like, how do you how do you only play a select number of songs uh, on 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 such a perfect album? I think I want to pick the tempo up here. There's there's a lot of um, a groove in here, and I want you to hear the um, the capability of Mr. Rusty uh, on instrumentation. I think this one really works really well. The song's called "Don't Cry." Take a listen to uh, the, the drums, um, and then Mar. Mar <laughs> God damn it, Marty! She just like belts it out on here it, it's it's really uh, an amazing song here take a listen
okay. I, I, I know the absolute right song to end this on. <sighs> Where'd all the living go? You are asking me in a dreamlike state. You're asking, why do we have to separate? You keep asking. You keep asking. How'd how the love turn into hate? Keep on asking. Keep on asking. Where'd all the living go? Something don't feel right. Where'd all the living go tonight? Barely moving bodies in a toxic state. Something truly makes me want to hesitate. If I answer, will it be a huge mistake? Keep on asking me. Keep on asking. Holy shit. All right. We're definitely ending on that track. Listen, guys, they released additional albums. This, for me, is, this is it. Like, this is, this is the album. Um, they did a follow-up album called The Fall of Romance, and they, they, they were always recording and doing other stuff, but there's something, I mean, it's a great album, but Rusty takes on more of the vocals, uh, probably half the vocals, perhaps more. And you can feel there's something missing on the album. It's very good, but it, it doesn't have the magic of the first one. Still a great album. Um, and they also have an album. It's an EP of just leftovers, which I I think is, is you know, which is good. Keep in mind, a, a, a bad a bad Imaginary Cities album is a fantastic album for any other artist. But um, again... Let's uh, end with what we got. And um, please go buy their music. Go listen. And then uh, go follow up with uh, with both of them have done post-Imaginary Cities. They're both incredible talents. See you guys on the flip side. Don't
thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. And bye. Have a good day. Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.